Hey ladies, this is Anita Anello with The Ripple Effect, and I want to welcome you back to episode, uh, this is episode 19, I gotta check my board there, um, and today what I'm going to talk about is identifying your strengths. So I have spent a lot of time um, mapping out this six-step blueprint, which is really the framework of how I help um, those corporate working moms of faith be able to take that expert specialized knowledge and turn that into consulting business. And so I've been asked to just kind of break down, Anita, what does it mean to identify my strength um, a little bit further? So I thought I would do a podcast episode on that topic as a whole. So just a way as a reminder, I have a mini course that's available and a free uh, download of the six step blueprint if you want each of the steps and ways to be able to walk through those. Um, the steps are identifying your strengths, attracting a following, building a list, um, nurturing that list that you have, those people that are coming into your community and learning to know, like, and trust you, uh, presenting an offer, and then serving. And we love to um, serve in our organization. We love to serve at that like Ritz-Carlton kind of level of service. But today let's talk about um, identifying your strength. And I'm going to break that down a little bit for you because I do have a lot of ladies that will say to me, Anita, I'm good at a lot of things. Like, what do I do with that? How do I determine what my actual strength is? And so um, first I want to do a couple of things. I want to kind of take a step back and talk about the difference between your ability and your strength. So um, a lot of times by the time we're past like our 20s and into our 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and beyond, what we realize as um, women who have been in the workplace for a lot of years um, who are educated, who have all these skills and abilities and talents and all this kind of stuff. And there's a lot of confusion, I think, sometimes in the marketplace on what's the difference between um, my skills and abilities and my talents and my zone of genius. You hear um, uh, authors refer to like the zone of genius and, um, you know, what's like your best capability. Like there's a lot of experts in the field that have a lot of different ways to describe that. And really, as we kind of break that down, what we want to um, do is think of it this way. I kind of always see things in pictures. And so let me just describe what I see in my mind when I think about this. If I see like the top of a funnel, up at the top, I have maybe, by the time I was in like my, let's say my 40s or something like that, like maybe even your 30s or so, you have just hundreds of different tasks that you're able to complete, Right. If you've been through um, work for more than 10 years, if you've gone to college, if you've raised a family, if you've been married, if you've gone through and just had lots of different jobs, like there's all these abilities that we have. And so like at the top of the funnel, if I think about it, then there are maybe, like I said, like hundreds of different things. And so maybe there's a list. If I listed all the things I'm able to do, I might actually come up with a list of like 300 items or 500 items or 700 items. And those can include like soft skills and hard skills and hobbies and see how that list can get really, really, really big. And so um, as I think about that, well, then what do I do with all those three or five or 700 different things that I think I'm actually really good at? Like, how do I what do I do with that? How do I break that down? And so then I start to picture it a little bit like a funnel, like over the top, if there's all those skills, abilities, talents um, up at the top there, well, what do I do with that? Like, I'm not going to go out and build a business 
or hone in my skill set or take my next step in my co corporate career by necessarily going to a boss or to a client and saying like, I'm good at all these things. Like that's kind of like, you know, verbally maybe throwing up on somebody and we don't want to do that. Um, so if I think about it, um, well, what do I do with that? Like I have all these skills at the top and, and then what's the next step down? So then I start to kind of hone down and I start to decipher, well, what's the difference between like a ability? Like I have the ability to maybe do laundry or clean uh, my house, but I don't, that doesn't necessarily make me an expert at that task. And so, or maybe like for instance, in, in my experience, I have been in the corporate space for all of my career and the bulk of my career. And I have, uh, I know that I'm actually really good at being able to be a project manager and specifically in conflict situations between the two parties where they're not communicating with one another. And so I have the ability to see like at a high level, the projects, be able to map out the goals and then execute the steps that be able to, that are, and that are, um, we need to take to be able to move forward in the project, but also when there's conflict that arrives between like a, uh, like a client and their channel partner and those companies aren't talking anymore and they're on the verge of lawsuits and that kind of stuff. Like I have a, a unique ability to actually bring those parties back to bed together and get the project back on track. And so I have clients that come to me um, for that specialty that is um, taking projects that are over budget, over time, uh, parties aren't connecting with one another, aren't communicating with one another, and how do we get the projects back on track and get them live and those kinds of things. And so see what I just did is I described like maybe at the top of the rung, I'm a consultant and I have project management skills and I'm interested in the way that people communicate. But as I hone down what I'm really actually good at is being able to describe to you and describe to a future client like this is how I take that subset of the skills of all of those skills and hone them down in a manner that says now I can actually communicate that to a client and so then I went from ability to actually working in my strength and so um, those abilities can be hundreds maybe of different abilities, but as I hone those down and really determine a couple of things. Um, so this is kind of like honing in on that strength. And this is actually technically the second step. So the first step is you identify all your tasks, abilities, what you might consider strengths that you can do. And then as you hone that down, you're starting to figure out what do you like to do? What are you really good at doing? Um, you're starting to hone down what do you do maybe better than any of your peers that you know? Um, another way to ask that question is maybe what do you, what could you do all day long? Um, and maybe you get paid for it. Uh, maybe you don't get paid for it and you do it anyway. Um, what are the kinds of conversations that you're having with your peer group outside of work? What are the kind of conversations that people are coming to you? Um, like what are the problems that people are coming to you to solve that only you have the ability to solve in the way that you uniquely do that? And so see what we're doing there in step two of this process of identifying your strengths. So you're starting with all the tasks that you can do, the abilities or tasks that you can do at the top. And then the next rung down the ladder is like honing that down and kind of whittling that list. Let's say you have a list of like 300 different abilities that you have. 
tasks that you can do. And then you're whittling that down to maybe more like 20 tasks that you say like, okay, I know that in a day-to-day basis in my job, I'm really good at this. And then you're making like a little subset. So then the last step in that process is being able to figure out like, okay, well, what do I do with that? Um, And what do I do with it can really, it can really be applied in a couple of different ways. And I'm going to, I'm going to show you two different paths in which you can apply this. So let's say you're in a corporate job that you, you actually really, you enjoy the company enough to stay around. Um, You have a good, healthy work environment. You enjoy, maybe most days you enjoy the work you do. Most days you enjoy your team. Most days you enjoy your boss. Most days you recognize that you're highly compensated and you're really happy with your benefits program and, and all that kind of stuff. And so if that's you, then what you want to do is be able to, um, as you're identifying all those abilities and then honing down in on the strengths, then what you're doing is you're actually communicating that information to your upper management, to your, um, you know, if you report to your VP, your C-level executives, to your board of directors, to your upper level management, you're communicating those skills in a way that's honed in and specific to you. And what I mean by that, in the corporate space, oftentimes, especially when we go through the review process, we might fill out our um, reviews and our KPIs and our metrics, those key performance indicators, if you're not familiar with that um, that phrase, the KPIs. Um, but you're, you're taking those, oftentimes when we go through the review process in the corporate space, what we're called to do is to be able to say like, hey, I'm really good at this. I finished these projects. I brought these uh, revenue dollars in. I added these clients. And you're, you're used to articulating the things that you're really good at. Now, for some of us, being able to say like, hey, look at me, I did a really good job, that actually comes really easy and naturally. And for those people, like amazing for you that you have really kind of been trained in the corporate space and saying like, hey, this is what I'm really good at and I can articulate that in a clear and concise manager. For those of us on the other end of the spectrum, sometimes it's really hard to do that. And don't we know, um, I find especially in those corporate, successful, um, but women of faith, for those, sometimes for those of us in that camp, and actually I've been in both, so I can, I understand and relate to both. Um, But sometimes it's hard for us to be able to say like, ah, I feel like I'm always tooting my own horn. I feel like I'm always having to show like me, 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 look at me, like look at all these great things. And for some people that makes them actually very uncomfortable. It's not until they go and talk to a colleague that that colleague's able to actually draw that gold out. Or maybe they talk to a boss that is like a huge cheerleader for them. And the boss says, you know, Anita, you're really good at this, this, and this. And I noticed that you put on your performance report that you completed these tasks. But I also know that you worked on these side projects. And so make sure and put that information in. Because in the performance arena, Um, In the corporate space, what we're trying to do is we're trying to bolster up and articulate all the value that we brought to the organization um, and bolster up that the projects that we worked on, mostly so that we can show that we met or exceeded the goals that were mapped out for us. But also it highly affects um, 
a lot of people in their bonus structure or their commission structure. And so whatever that looks like, like we, we need to be able to articulate those messages. So one of the ways that we can reapply identifying our strengths is that as we get really good at these skills of going from high level abilities to honing down those skills, bringing that funnel down um, to then actually saying, well, what do I do with that? It's learning ways to actually articulate verbally and in a written format and through performance of projects completed or revenue hit or customers added or whatever your KPIs are, be able to show like, hey, these were the goals at the beginning of the year. Here's I accomplished and not just met the goals, but exceeded the goals. And then therefore I get a boost in that. So sometimes in that corporate space over here, we find that we're, if you're, if you are involved in uh, one of the amazing companies in the United States that teaches you how to do those kinds of things like goal setting and performance reviews and, and articulating your value, then you are actually in like a small percentage of the worldwide population that has learned that skill of being able to communicate those things. Not everybody knows how to do that. So like, yay, you, that's good. Um, and keep using that. Keep finding ways to be able to... Um, Here's what I would say if you're in the corporate space, not just to bolster, find ways to be able to communicate that, not just to bolster yourself, not just to bolster like your performance review or, hey, boss, look at me, I'm I'm amazing, I'm doing great jobs. And so then that translates to a financial impact on my household. Like those are good things. I'm not saying they're not. But really start to think of it in a way that as that more of that entrepreneurial mindset that no matter what, I'm always bringing value to my customers. So for some of you, that might have just completely thrown you off. And by that, what I mean is um, to be an entrepreneur is actually a mindset. It's not necessarily how you get paid. And so I can be a W-2 employee and actually have a mindset of an entrepreneur. And that means that I'm always going to deliver a high level of value um, wherever I go. My customer so to speak, can be my C-level executives. It can be my team. It can be the people that I work um, with inside my organization, as well as those customers that I serve outside of my organization. And so just consider that there's really some, like some gold nuggets in there for you to be able to take away in terms of like that entrepreneurial mindset. Okay, so then on the other path, the alternate path, Not now notice I'm not saying the better path, I'm saying the alternate path. So if you make money as a W-2, that's excellent. Keep doing that. That's where your sweet spot is. That's amazing. There's there's such a need for um, women in like in tech space or whatever industry you're in to be able to do that. Like we need as a civilization, we need people who are in that space. Another way to do that is in the entrepreneur, like the traditional sense of an entrepreneur as a business owner. And so maybe you want to take this process of identifying your strength and you want to be able to build a consulting practice around that. And so now I want to speak to those ladies who have that skill set, been successful, but they want to take that um, strength that they have in identifying their specialized knowledge and they want to reapply it in a different way. And so, and that's, that's what I've enjoyed doing and that's what I help other ladies do. And so I really want to speak into that. So if we're in that space, 
we maybe had experience in the corporate space. We were successful in that, but we just got kind of, I don't know, maybe you were part of a layoff. And I'm so sorry if that's the case, that that is difficult to be able to navigate. But maybe you decided to pull out of the corporate space because you just felt crushed by the weight of the long hours and the bureaucracy or just, I don't know, maybe you just kind of outgrew the corporate space and you felt like you needed more time freedom or more money freedom. And so you decided to go more of the business owner route. And so, and in that, what we find is that we're going to go through the same process of going from abilities up at the top to honing in on that strength. And then the communication actually works out a, a little bit differently in that we're constantly thinking about, okay, the new clients that I'm taking in, how do I hone those skills and then deliver that with a high level of value? How do I communicate that? Um, if you ever follow like Ray Edwards, he's always talking about the fact that everything that we communicate, both in the written and the verbal sense, it's all copy. And so one thing that we want to do in communicating that value, those strengths, that specialized knowledge in the entrepreneur space as business owners is be able to clearly and succinctly um say like, okay, my future clients maybe have this pain. I'll use my example. My future clients have a situation where they're implementing a software project, a high level enterprise level uh, software solution, and they have run into a problem. They no longer are communicating with their channel partner and there is a big disconnect. So I came from a space of one of the world's uh, leading ERP solutions and Oftentimes we would find that the customers and the channel partners, they were at, they were like diametrically opposed. And oftentimes they would get into the communication would break down so far and the projects would be so far off base in time and in money and in expectations and deliverables that those parties would stop communicating and they would get into a situation where they're on the verge of a lawsuit. And so my job was to be able to come in and see how listen for what I'm doing here. It's honing down that specialized skill. So the pain would be in that case in communicating with those potential clients. Maybe you have an enterprise level project that is off running out over time and over budget. Maybe you don't get along with your channel partner any longer and the communication is bro broken down so far. It's not that you just don't care for the people on the team anymore. It's that you actually can't communicate them with any longer. The friction is so high that everybody's just threatening lawsuit. So those would be some extremities. Those would be some ways that I would communicate with prospects on the client side to be able to say, hey, these are some of the pain points that you might be hitting. And then I would come in and share what I'm good at to be able to solve those problems for them. So what if I take that same example and I flip it to the other side? What if it's a channel partner where the communication has broken down so much so with the client. Uh, maybe the client, uh, maybe they had a, uh, a change in leadership. Maybe the client had, um, they just weren't able to keep pace with the delivery of defining their business processes. Maybe they had a situation where, um, oh gosh, I don't know. We've, there's been thousands of these kinds of projects that I've worked on. And there's all sorts of different reasons as to why the communication breaks down on between a channel partner and the end client. There's just hundreds of reasons as to why that can happen. Um, maybe on the channel side, the sales team 
um, represented that the software does something that then the consultants get in and they try to deliver that and they're saying like, oops, we didn't know that. We are new to the channel. We didn't figure that out. Um, maybe there's a situation where the channel partner, like the sales staff on the channel partner, um, over promise. So it's a slight uh, different variation. Maybe the software does what it says it's going to do, but um, the maybe it's not as automated or maybe it's not as up to date as the salesperson had um, communicated to the prospect in that case. And then when they get in the middle of an implementation, then again, there's a disconnect between what the client is expecting is going to be delivered and what is what the channel partner is able to deliver. And so those are just some of those kinds of ways that um, we see those things. So in that, what do we do? So I have now, let me just kind of apply those three steps. I, I know what my abilities are because I've been doing this for a long time. I've honed down my strength. And so I can identify whether you're a channel partner or an end user, I have the enterprise level experience that, well, and I'm just using me as an example. You fill in your own copy, your own copy, your own specifics about what you're really good at as you're identifying your strength, your specialized knowledge, that expert skill that you do better than anybody else. This is where you're going to put it into maybe like, maybe like three bullet points to be able to clearly and succinctly in maybe a minute or less or two minutes or less. How do I describe what I do? So I know like, for instance, I have, I service like enterprise level projects where the customer and the channel partner are no longer communicating well. I am often able to re-engage the relationship by getting projects back on track and I do that by, and then boom, boom, boom. I fill in the ways that I do that, maybe the mechanisms that I use. So that's a, um, another way to be able to say, if I, if as an entrepreneur, I wanna be able to get more clients, cause don't we know that's what we wanna do as business owners is we wanna have a regular stream of new clients that are coming in. That allows me to take my, um, my strength that I've identified clearly communicate it to my prospects and then I can add things like you know you can add a sales funnel like Russell Brunson at ClickFunnels has a phenomenal product um, uh, called ClickFunnels <laughs> sorry um, but anyway so you can create a funnel where I can have my copy up at the top that identifies the clients that I serve and then how do I do that and the mechanisms that I do that but then be able to walk prospects through the process of what some of the things that they might experience if we have a call um, and determine whether or not we're a good fit. So I hope that's helpful for you today. That's um, This episode has been all about identifying your strength. If you have more questions um, or if you just want to walk through the process of the whole six-step blueprint, I'll post a link down in the bottom of the video that will map out all six steps of the blueprint to be able to build a profitable business. And I just want each of you to know that I, I care about you. I want to be your biggest dream launcher. Um, we have a community of women that have come from a corporate space and be, want to be able to create those God-sized ideas of businesses that they have on their heart and walk them through that process, that six-step process that I have mapped out in my framework. So if that's you, go ahead and click on the link down below and you can download that um, uh, that resource for free so you can get started on what it looks like to build your own profitable business. So be well and take care. And if this um, 
episode has been amazing for you, go ahead and comment and tell me what I did well. And then if there's anything else, other topics that you want me to speak on, go ahead and put those in the comments as well. Um, the last thing I would say is share the content. You can subscribe to the channel. Give it a thumbs, thumbs up to be able to boost that content up in the YouTube platform. Thanks.